Hey there, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy, the go-to podcast for moms who love Jesus and want to live an intentional life overflowing with joy. I'm your host, Stephanie, and here on the podcast, we're all about Jesus, joy, presence, simplicity, practical tips, prayer, focusing on what matters, reading our Bibles, and cultivating a peaceful family life. How does that sound, mama friend? Good? Then let's get started. Hey there, lovely lady. This is your host, Stephanie. I'm so excited you're here with me today. Thank you for tuning in to 500 Seconds to Joy, and I promise it's going to be well worth your time. I am chatting with Jenna. She is the host of the podcast, Bridge of the Faithful. You're going to love hearing her wisdom. She has just an incredible story of clinging to God's faithfulness amidst some hard stuff in life and don't we all have hard things disappointments things that aren't going quite like we wanted them to well God is there in that in the midst of all of it and that is what this conversation is about so I pray it uplifts you and encourages you and leads you closer to the Lord because that's what we're all about here so may it bless you and without further ado here's my conversation with Jenna Hey, Jenna. Welcome to the podcast. I love having other podcasters on the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me and for giving me a chance. This is like a midday adult conversation. This does not happen in my life. I'm so excited. Yes, me too. I know my um, parents are watching my kids and it's just awesome. So, so nice. Um, Yeah, I'm really happy to have you here. So everybody, Jenna is the host of the podcast Bridge of the Faithful, and she's another sweet Christian mama. And I love talking to podcasters and moms who are passionate about their faith. And I'm just super excited to dive into our topic today because I really feel like it's timely. Um, We're talking about dealing with disappointment gracefully and who hasn't felt disappointed this year. There have been a lot of disappointments, some bigger than others for people. And I'm just so glad we're going to talk about this because I think we can give people a lot of hope and I'm sure we each need that encouragement ourselves too. Um, And let's start by talking about what life looks like for you right now. And then also what is the mission of your podcast, Bridge of the Faithful? So right now my life looks a little crazy. I um we're about a year and a half in to my husband being a pastor, which was a huge change. We've got three little kids. They are six, four, and one and a half, soon to switch. Their birthdays are all at the same time, so I'm getting confused on what their ages are. They're soon to be seven, five, and two. <laughs> I can't do math. And that's fine. Wow. Yeah, your kids are little. You're still in you're in the little years. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and my podcast actually came from that time period while we were waiting. We knew my husband had been called to full-time ministry. He was a web developer and before that a video producer. So it's a huge paradigm shift of everything. And there was a time where we knew that was what was coming, but it just kept, we just kept waiting and waiting. And it was like a three year long process of us just waiting for the, the right thing. And in that, I realized that God was saying, I want you to train. This is what I call the shepherd's field, where David waited in the shepherd's field until he was Mm. after his anointing. So our shepherd's field, our training ground was this time. And I knew that God wanted me to do something with it. And he wanted me to focus on the word faithful. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, it's a word that we use all the time in church. 
but I don't know what that looks like. What does it mean that God's faithful? What does that mean for me to be the good and faithful servant? So this podcast was me delving deep into different parts of faithfulness, figuring out what our role is, what God's faithfulness looks like, and then just passing on that information as I learned it myself. So good. I I love when it comes from like a personal struggle or something that you're journeying through and walking with the audience. Like you're not saying, hey, I've got it all together. I've got it all figured out because we don't, right? None of us do. We're all trying our best. We're all journeying together and you're sharing what you're learning, which I just really like that, that you share that. I really appreciate that you talk about faithfulness because God is faithful, even in 2020, even when things feel out of control, even when we're disappointed, he's still faithful. The Bible tells us that, you know, that's our faith, right? That word, it's all built on that, that faithfulness of God, that faithfulness back to him. And yeah, I just really love your, your mission and just the why behind your podcast. So let's talk about disappointment. Let's talk about how we can see God's faithfulness in it, because I think so often it's easy to say God is faithful when our life is going well, and then something happens that we didn't expect, and we feel out of control, and we're like, wait, is God really good? And that ha- that question comes up for everybody, I bet. If, if everyone's honest with themselves, that just is part of our human nature. We question things, and I think God respects that. <laughs> he knows, like, okay, you're going to question my goodness, and I'm going to keep reminding you. So can you share what it means to deal with disappointment gracefully and cling to God's faithfulness? Like maybe something that's happened to you and maybe how you've seen God's hand in it. So I was trying to decide between a couple of different things. Not that my life's been a whole disappointment. That's not what I mean, but just (laughs) things in my life where I've seen something that was really hard to walk through and how God has just blown me away with his abundance of faithfulness in all of it. And they're kind of tied together. So I'll start a little bit with the pre-show or whatever, but the, the first part of my parenting journey was three years of infertility. And that was such a hard time of bitterness and comparison and judgmentalness and all these things that God was like ripping out of me as I was dealing with them. He was saying, this doesn't look like me. Let's cut it out. This doesn't look like me. Let's cut it out. And all these things before you're ready to have a kid and not that everyone needs to go through that refining before parenting that I don't think God always puts people through such painful things. But for me, it was you know, when I finally got to the other end of that, I looked back and I was like, that was what God was doing. And the timing of all of it, that's a whole other story. But there's so many different parts of the timing of the infertility and having my first child where all in all, God said, I'm the one that takes care of your baby, not you. Your baby is a gift. And I'm going to prove to you through all of this that I'm going to take care of all of you better than you could have done on your own. So that was a huge part of it. And then that kind of goes into what I really want to talk about. And it's probably not super popular or it feels, it makes me feel a little guilty talking about it, but my oldest son has special needs. So after the three year wait of infertility to find out that we don't have an exact diagnosis, but he looks, it kind of presents like a really high functioning autism where there's social Mm -hmm. And he struggles with learning. He's still a really happy, wonderful, amazing kid that also deals with 
inability to control his emotions and stuff like that. So there have been different hard issues. And you go through times of like, did I cause this? Is this my fault? Or why? What did I do? Not what did I do to deserve this? But there are moments (laughs) when it's really hard where you're like, why? Why is this happening to me? Why does this have to be so hard? And what God is really, especially in 2020, because let me tell you, trying to figure out school in 2020 with a special needs kid is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. Oh, I bet. But there was a time right at the beginning of the quarantine where we're trying to figure out school from home, special needs. He's got all these therapies and he's got anxiety through the roof. So he's just a mess and mean, you know, like I probably was as well. And, you know, I was like, we were mean back to each other. And that started a really big journey of, okay, God, this isn't the situation I thought we were going to get after this infertility battle. What are you doing? Why, why am I here in this story? And not necessarily like raise my fist at God and why did you do this to me? But legit sitting down and saying, okay, there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the beginning of all of our disappointment journeys is to be able to sit and not be angry per se. You can be angry and, and there's definitely, God's a big God. He can handle our anger. And if that's how you get to the questions of really being able to sit and listen to God's answers, then he'll journey through that with you, that emotional path. But when we get to that point where we can sit down and be like, okay, God, I'm ready to listen. Why, why are we here? Why does it look like this? And that's when God just poured so much love and faithfulness and showed me so many things of the workings of what he's doing, what he's weaving in our lives. That's such beautiful advice. And it's so true. I I like that you use the word listen. Because I think oftentimes when thinking about disappointment or something that's hard, it feels like, okay, I should do this and that and the other thing. I should read my Bible. I should go to church. I should reach out to friends. I should do all these things, right? But I like that your advice is very simple and profound, which is sitting there with God, getting quiet and listening. How did you find time to do that? you know, as a busy mom, like, what did that look like for you? What does that look like now in this season? I think it's important that you need like any relationship you have to pursue and God's pursuing Mm -hmm. you all the time, but you need to reciprocate. You need to respond. So in that, it was a journey where I started from this, this anger, this frustration, this just, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but where I'm just lost. You know, and a lot of times that's where God, where we find God again, where we pick that back up. So I want people to feel their emotions. I want them to not try to push them to the side, but work through them and sit in that. And God listens and he helps you and he kind of, you process with that and he'll be able to put the pieces together. So for me, what I ended up doing was I got up early. I got up about 30 minutes before my kids and I would not do any social media, anything until after I've done some quiet time. That can be reading and then just reading your Bible or praying or just sitting there and being like journaling, 
and writing out your questions so that you can process through and figure out what exactly you're feeling. What are you dealing with? And I'm a verbal processor. So sometimes I just need to say it out loud and figure out, okay, I'm hearing it now. I realize where I'm hooked on, where I'm stuck. And then from there, I was able to pray and listen and then dig deep into a specific topic. I like I like the dig. I like deep delving into things. Obviously, faithfulness is the big one that I look into right now. And for me, I actually fasted for a couple of weeks from mm. I fasted from chocolate because um, that's awesome. I I don't do the I don't do super big fasts all the time. That's not a, something that I usually am successful in because that's too strict and and I'm so much of a box checker that it becomes more about checking off the boxes than the actual thing. But for me, fasting from chocolate was something that I noticed and it was a little painful, but it also reminded me I love God more than I love chocolate. You know, and I love chocolate. <laughs> so it was a moment for me. <laughs> I could sit there and look at this piece of chocolate or this cookie or whatever that had chocolate in it and be like, God, I love you more. So I'm not going to do this right now. And he knew, you know, I it made me take it more seriously, the listening and the praying and the reading. And God is so faithful that he will bring it to you as long as you just open yourself up to that. He will bring the material that you need or the people that you need to talk to in so many amazing ways that you would never even imagine if you hadn't have taken the time to just notice them and listen for them. That's so true. And I'm so glad you said you brought up fasting and said that because we just finished um, a social media detox last week um, with some of the people on Instagram and a lady that I partnered with. And anyway, we've done this. This is our fourth time doing it. And we try to do it every three months, every quarter. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking, I realized, oh my goodness, I think this episode is going to come out in, you know, right around the next social media fast, actually. So now I'm thinking my wheels are turning. I'm like, oh, we can call it, you know, a fast from social media. And Let's, um, you know, put aside the social media so instead we can open our Bible and pray and talk to God and listen to him. Because I think so often we busy our day, we busy our lives with all these, you know, things that aren't as important as God. Like you said, I love you more than chocolate. We can say, I love you more than social media, God. My day doesn't always look like that. I I probably spend more time on social media than talking to you. And I think that's a good first step, even admitting the kinds of things that maybe you cling to over him. And, and then, you know, when you can kind of cut those things out that take some of your time away, like your phone maybe, or a show, whatever it is, um, it does free up time to listen to him. And I like that you brought up journaling because I'm a huge journaler, love encouraging people to journal and just kind of meet God there because he often will speak some words and you'll just get inspired and write something down and realize that's something he said to you. And it's really cool to actually go back years later even and see what God has spoken to you in prayer and maybe even seeing the growth that he's done in your life. Um, I think that can really help with disappointment too, because oftentimes we're so stuck in whatever our current hard circumstances, we forget what he's done before. So I would say that that's really helped me as a journaler, looking back to see what he's done before, 
like one of the things I wrote down that I was struggling with was social media. And it's something I've worked really hard on and I've noticed definite improvements and growth in that area, which is so cool to see because it's something I've prayed for. Um, So I think that can really help with disappointment too, don't you think? Just kind of looking back on how God's helped us and how God has been faithful over the years, even when we kind of forget in the moment. Yeah. And one of the big things that I say in a lot of my episodes are we know we can trust God's faithfulness in the future because we can look at how he's been faithful in the past. So Mm. it changes perspective. Like you look at the Red Sea and the people panicked because they forgot that just, you know, days before he had these miracles in Egypt. And so that brings two points. One, if we focus on that, it keeps us from panicking. And two, God's faithfulness doesn't depend on ours. The Mm. Israelites were panicking. God was still faithful. You know, so when we have those moments where we forget and we panic, God's still going to take care of us. God's faithfulness does not depend on us, our ability to remain faithful to him. And that's the whole gospel. Yes, that's so true. Yeah. And if someone's listening and saying, Jenna, I just, I'm going through something really hard right now. I'm journeying through a hard circumstance and I actually, I can't see his faithfulness. I just feel like there's maybe a film of like a cloud over, you know, or those like kind of opaque films where you can kind of see there's something on the other side, but it's not clear. What would you say to that person who is journeying through something very, very heavy right now and just really needs to be reminded of God's faithfulness. What would you say to that listener? There's there's two main things that I do when I'm in those, I, I call it Anna moments from from Frozen 2, mm-hmm. where after yes. Elsa dies and she sings the song, The Next Right Thing, where she's like, I've, I don't know what to do. And the thing that I've been looking at, my star is gone. You know, So we're at those moments where things are heavy. We're in so much pain. We don't know how to move on. So there's two things. Um, the first thing I do is I look at the past, like with my son, one of the biggest, hardest things that I have with his special needs is I just don't know how to plan for the future. We have no diagnosis. We don't know what his prognosis is. We don't know what he's going to look like when he's an adult. So I don't know if I need to start planning like, Hey, we're going to have him for his whole adult life. Or if he's going to be able to kind of live a normal life, he you know, it's just hard for me to not play because mm-hmm. I'm such a planner. That's way too much planning. That is way too much control on my part. So that is another thing I'm working on. But one of the things that I do is I look back over the years, like a year from or a year ago from today, he was at this point. Look at where he is now. Today, actually, just today, we got their grade cards back and he he got a 90% on his math quiz in first grade. When just, awesome. just a year ago, he didn't even know how to write the numbers and would get so stressed out, he would throw stuff. And he still he still does that. But he went from barely getting math and being frustrated by the idea by now he loves counting and he loves numbers and he can write them on his own, even though it's really hard to read. And he's able to read Dick and Jane. And they're just in this past six months, let alone year, he's changed so much. So being able to have those big gaps for you to look and see, wow, you know, I can do 
10 minutes a day of something and then in three months you're going to be so much farther along, you know, just looking at different situations of that, just being able to see progress. And the other thing is, again, going back to Anna from Frozen, the next right thing. And Elizabeth Elliot as well quoted this, where we don't have to worry about a week, a month, two months, five years down the road. And that's this is something I struggle with. So this is not me saying I've got it figured out. You're going to be fine because it's a constant struggle for me. But you only need to worry about the next step on your path. God provides that step. He makes your paths straight. He's going to provide that direction. You just need to do the next thing. The rest is God's to worry about. And when we remember how he's been faithful in the past, we're going to know that he's going to make our paths great in the future too. So well said. Thank you, Jenna. I needed to hear that today because just full disclosure, my mom journeying through cancer and just the ups and downs of the last two years going through that. It's just hard to remember sometimes that God is faithful. And some days I do really well with it. And other days I just question it. And so that's why I appreciate you sharing your journey too, because I feel like you know, I never want this to be a podcast where my guests and I are like, yeah, we got it figured out. We got this. No, God's got this actually. (laughs) Um, So I really appreciate everything you've said. And is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we close in prayer? The thing I like to do when I talk on podcasts is I always end with a verse. I do that on mine and I do it for other people. So do you care if I read? Love it. Okay. Please do. I would love that. Yeah. Do you want to read your verse and then close us in prayer? I would love if you'd lead us in prayer. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to read Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Now I'm emotional. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I love it. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Sorry. (laughs) No, I love it. I'll lead a prayer and then you add on. Okay. God, we come to you. We are here. We are seeking you. We want to know your plans. We trust in your plans. We surrender our plans to yours. We want to be faithful. We are trying our best. Help us to be more faithful. Help us to give our full selves to you, everything that we have. And bless all of the listeners. Help them to know of your faithfulness, to know of your goodness, God, to know of your good plans for them. If any of our listeners don't know Jesus, God, please help them come to know your son. And please just watch over each of them and their families. Bless their families. And thank you so much for Jenna and her family. Bless them, especially bless her oldest, and help them to see what you have planned for them and their family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Dear God, I just want to thank you for today and your timing of this conversation and your guidance and how you perfectly orchestrate all of our things. 
when we give them to you. And I just ask that you use this conversation to bless others or encourage um, to speak the way that you've spoken to me and just call people out, hug them, show them you love them through the things that you've done. I just ask that you be with all of those who are dealing with disappointment, which I think is everybody in the world this year. And I just ask that you give the next right step and you open our eyes and our hearts to know that you truly love us and you're not doing things to be painful, but that you do everything for our good, that you lead us and you have plans for us that are good and better than our own. Help us to be able to give up our ideas and expectations to be able to surrender to the one that has so much better in store for us than we could ever for ourselves. And I just ask that you be with Stephanie right now with this cancer journey with her mom, um, how it's hard to watch. And um, I ask also that you just trade these beauty or these ashes for beauty. And as she goes for treatments and appointments and um, all the pain and sickness that comes with all of this journey that you shine through her and you bring your glory into these dark places of chemo centers and offices and that you just can minister to the people there through Stephanie and her mom and their family. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do, for being faithful in the past and letting us know that we can trust you in the future. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Mom's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, friend. I'm so grateful for you. Let's connect on my email list. Go to bit.ly forward slash monthly happy mail, and we can be email besties. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Have a joy-filled day. Bye for now. Bye for now.